This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. <laughs> we all love shortcuts there are some time savers that turn out less than great results. It's important to get your car serviced when the little red light comes on rather than just adding some more oil. And pre-peeled, pre-chopped, pre-roasted garlic just doesn't taste the same as when you peel, chop, and roast it yourself. Lisa Batito won't take shortcuts with her inner work, and she doesn't suggest that you do either. Have you heard the term spiritual bypassing? Simply put, It's when you cover up issues with fluffy statements. Full stop. Instead of diving in and doing the work to heal trauma, you say it happened for a reason or because of something you did and dismiss it. However, it's not going to go away by smiling and ignoring it. It's going to keep cropping up and sometimes even cause physical symptoms until you face it. There is power in positivity and attitude definitely has an impact on our well-being but not everything happens to us because we were negative or did something wrong. As Buddha says, life is suffering. You heal by speaking the truth about your experiences, cracking them open and taking them apart. It's hard work and not pretty. It'll make you mad, cry, and maybe even scream, but it will be worth it. Valeria Tellis interviews Lisa Batito, an intuitive healer, certified Reiki master, soul coach, meditation teacher, and speaker. Lisa Batito opened Enlightened Path Healing to help people connect with their own natural healing abilities, break through limiting behavior, heal pain and trauma, and take control of their destinies. Meet Lisa at enlightenedpathhealing.com. Here is the interview with Lisa Batito. In your own words, who is Lisa Batito? I am a healer. I am a person who loves to connect with other people, and I love to help people on their journey of spirituality. What is spirituality to you? What is your idea of what is to be spiritual? For me, it's when you come to understand your purpose on this earth and you realize that it's something bigger than yourself and you feel connected not only to the universe but also to every every creature on the earth so it is connected to purpose some people they kind of use those two words in the same way purpose and passion 
Yes. Do you do too, Lisa? Or the purpose that you speak of, it's the divine purpose, is a common shared purpose in different from passion. Yeah, it's almost that you realize that you're there's this wonderful quote by Shakespeare that said, um, the purpose of life is to find your gift and the meaning of life is to use it. Yeah. How do we know when we have found our purpose and how do we find it? I know it sounds very cliche to say this, but it's when everything falls into place and everything makes sense and you come to understand why things in your past happened the way they did. It's almost like everything just comes together. And I always say when you're on your on the right path, it just it just opens up for you. You don't have to fight it. It's very natural. Right. I love the idea of flow and being natural. So in a way, then everything that happened before we had this sense that we had found our purpose, everything was part of that purpose. It's not that there, it was disconnected any events in our lives, right, Lisa? Mm -hmm. Everything Absolutely. is connected. Absolutely. Everything's connected. Everything we're doing has led up to us being in the place we are. I love this idea that life is uh, doing what it does, as I said yes. to you off record. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Right? It's just, it's beautiful the way it is. Um, benevolent, although I know that there's no uh, judgments, that life will not judge what's good and bad. So everything that it happened, it is happening and will happen, it's life's dance. That's a paradox, isn't it, in a way? It really is. It's it's very um it's kind of it's kind of like our life is preparing us for this big moment if we choose to accept it. You're basically saying that some of us are not ready and we're not ready to accept Absolutely. the gift. And why is that? I think it's that a lot of times we fight. You know, I can even only speak for myself. I've been called on a spiritual path for many, many years, but only just recently did I decide to actually embrace it and follow it. And maybe it's part of being, um, you know, maybe it's the rebel in ourselves. You know, we're like, I'm going to do what I want mm -hmm. to do. Yes. I don't want anyone <laughs> to tell me. Or maybe you don't. You know, maybe you're feeling a little unsure about it, or maybe you're feeling that, I don't know, this is so different from what I've been doing. How do I know this is what I should honestly be doing? Yeah, that's true. So doubts and the yes. sense of control, right? That we have control over Absolutely. Life, which I don't believe in control and will, free will. I do believe in free will, yes. You do? That's interesting. I do, I do. So I think that... In the end, we do have a choice, but it's going to be a lot easier if we follow the path that's meant for us. Okay, so the difference is just how easy it gets. So that's a very interesting. Okay, that's a, a different topic then. I won't, I won't go there <laughs> with the idea <laughs> of no free will. Yes. So, But for now, talk to me for a moment about intuition, what it is, and how do we learn to listen more of that voice? Sure. For me, intuition is, uh, it's basically when we're taking information from outside of ourselves. And it's, and sometimes it's, and it's very much connected to our internal GPS system. And it's sort of like, hmm, this is coming to me. Is it something that I can use? Because we do get, we get, 
our guidance is constantly working. We're constantly getting messages, but we also need to run them through the filter that is us because sometimes this information is not something that we want to follow. So it's really about listening. So I always say, keep yourself open, listen, process, act. So you really have to um, be very conscious of what information is coming to you and saying, okay, why am I receiving this information? Is it something I need to act on? Is it just something that I need to keep in the back of my mind for later on? You know, you, you have to, you can't just accept everything at face value. So self-inquiry. So there's a lot of uh, yes. questions. Just keep asking questions. Absolutely. I love that. And how do we know when the answer is the right one? Do we get the feeling in the body? You know, I always tell people that you'll... You know, that's why it's very important, you know, as you know, with chakras, we have our third eye chakra where we get our intuition, but then our solar plexus chakra, that's our gut. And I always say, when you get that information, go to your gut and see how you feel. How does that make you feel? Because your gut is your instinct. Your gut is how you're feeling when you hear this intuitive guidance. And that's in the end where you should trust. Oh, wow. The gut. Yeah, that's a place that I feel the most. That's interesting. My stomach is the first one to be affected mm -hmm. when something's uh, not right or doesn't feel right. Right. Uh, that's interesting. Trusting that uh, the feeling, right, Lisa? What about if our feelings, it's actually, it's informed by trauma? Like in my case, I had a lot of childhood traumas and, and fear. Um, so I try to kind of discern if there's something about my body that's trying to protect me for something that it thinks is still happening, but it's not no longer here. Absolutely. And I think so many people, what you said is so important. So many people have unhealed trauma in their lives, uh, even, even situations that we don't even realize have affected us deeply. So it's really important. And part of the healing process is to identify that part of yourself. And, and because before you can heal it, you actually have to identify it and feel it. And then at that point, you can, you can really do the deep dive into it and see how it's affecting you in the present. In the deep dive that you speak of, it refers to going deeper into healing. You mean finding guidance? It's really, yes, it's, it's, it's going into that because, you know, there's almost three parts to it. There's um, healing the past, which leads because the past can lead to roadblocks in the present. Mm. The internal roadblocks, the parts of yourself that are holding you back, the parts of yourself that do not want to go down your path. Let me go back to um, an open question about purpose. If life had one purpose, just one purpose, what do you think that would be? The meaning of life. I believe that the meaning of life is to be a container for other people's growth. Just to think about it with the rational mind that doesn't get it, of course, um, we cannot go there intellectually. Yeah, but just in, in this case, thinking about it, it's kind of opens up. It's almost the heart opens. It, it knows it's true. That's interesting, right? Very true. 
the heart knows our heart and our gut knows what's best for us. Let's explore the idea of the topic, the understanding of what it means to heal and to be healed. So my first question is, what is healing to you, if you have a definition for it? And what are some of the misconceptions about healing that we have? For me, healing means that you've come to accept your past. And because there's some things you may never understand, but you can't, but that doesn't mean you can't make peace with them. And once you sort of um, take away their power, then you can begin to progress in the present. And that's how you create your future Mm. by what we do in the present. Right. So, and I think what the misconceptions are about healing is that it's, it's going to magically change things. A lot of time, you know, sometimes people will come to me and say, can you heal this relationship? I'm having relationship problems and it's not working. Can you heal it? And what they really want is for the relationship to become better or to become um, more satisfying to them. But the healing might be that this relationship is not for you and you accept that and you move on. And another question I have is about the idea of what is to be a um, true healer. So what defines a true healer and how do we find the right healer for us? A real healer understands that they are just the facilitator. You are actually doing the healing yourself. They're opening up those channels inside of you and helping you become the best version of yourself. It's almost like in The Wizard of Oz where they say to Dorothy, it was inside you all along. You just needed the tools to know how to do it. And that's what a healer does. It helps you tap into the energy inside of yourself. And I think that's, that's basically for me, that's, that's how you find the right healer. And it's, and it's also, and beyond that, it's really, everybody has their own techniques. Everybody has their own way. Some people bring in sound, some people bring in crystals, some people do meditation, some people do mantras. So really just find a person who connects with you and whose energy connects with yours in a way that feels comfortable. And when you talk about being the best version of ourselves, that what comes to me is what does it look like to you? The best version of ourselves is where we are walking in our truth and we feel empowered and we know that every decision we make is for the highest good of ourselves and all involved. We're going to make mistakes sometimes, but we have the faith and we forgive ourselves when we mess up and we just pick up and we keep moving. So there's a, a sense of freedom, right? Inner freedom, inner peace, as we mm -hmm. call it. And that's another very interesting topic, the idea of being authentic and telling the truth and being always transparent and clear. What it comes to me is how do we learn to do that with kindness in the sense of trying to communicate our truth to people around us that are not ready to understand 
those truths or not ready at all to understand any kind of truth. Right. So how do we navigate those realms? You know, we, we have to understand that really the only person we can control is ourselves. And everybody is on their own path. So you can show them kindness and you can show them um, by example, but also understand their path is their own to follow. That, that makes me think that would be great for everyone to become a healer. Yes. <laughs> In <it> relationships. Actually... <laughs> <laughs> that would help a lot. <laughs> Right. Especially in intimate relationships. Absolutely. Um, you know, I think part of the healing process is is sort of that uh, surrendering of control. Another question I have is how do we discover what type of healing modality is best for us? Because in my case, I went through a lot of them without knowing really which one would work or would not work. And also, if energy healing is for everyone, is that something that everyone um, should do? Although I don't like the word should. I think for, you know, it's interesting for me. I was basically just trying everything out to see what felt good. And there's so many things that you can actually try, you know, before you even hire somebody. Um, there's YouTube videos with people who do meditation, people who do even Reiki healing. You can do a drop in Reiki circle before you actually do a one-on-one session. You can try um, sound baths. It's really what feels right for you and what works for um, your friend may not be something that sits right with your soul. So you really have to, um, it's really a journey, part of the journey is finding out what connects with you. Yeah, so it goes back to feelings, being connected enough with ourselves to be able to tell the difference. For those who don't know, I have done it myself, Reiki and all, but for those who don't know, what is energy healing and how did you become an energy healer? Sure, so energy healing So it heals you on a spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical level. And it does that by opening up the seven chakras in your body. Each one is connected to a different system. And when one is blocked or out of alignment, it can lead to symptoms in any one of these areas. You know, sometimes, um, you know, people who, you know, it's very interesting. A lot of times when I work on people, they have blocks in their throat and um, they'll say, you know, they'll have like a little scratchy feeling there. And when we're doing the healings and we find there's a block there, a lot of times the person is feeling that they can't express themselves properly. There's things that they've wanted to say. And the words are almost in their throat blocking their ability to speak. So part of the healing session is is removing that block and just getting the words out for them. So it's very cathartic. Another uh, area that's often, and actually what's interesting about the heart center, the heart chakra, is in a lot of people, it's actually overactive, which is also something that could also happen to one of your energy centers. And when your heart chakra is overactive, you're almost like a love photocopy machine. You're almost like just giving all this love out, you know, to you. But the flip side of it is that you also need to take love in and you also need to keep some of the love for yourself. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's hard to, you know, a lot of people would think like, oh, it's hard to give love, but actually it's hard for some people to receive it. And in my um with the people I've worked with, most people have more of a 
difficulty with that. So uh, the energy healing would help them um, get their heart chakra into alignment and showing them that, yes, they can hold love in for themselves and they do deserve to get love back. And relationships should be a two-way street. So true. Yeah. That's what love is, really. If you think about the definition of love, if there is one, it would be the giving and receiving, appreciation, you know, this warmth. Um, I agree. Self-love, that's a, a topic that I absolutely love. I mean, I have to use the same word. <laughs> Unconditional self-love, even, if we can get there. And uh, with that in mind, what came to me is that... Um, Something happens in the body, like in my case, when the period it's about to come as a woman, then it's almost as if the chakras, they are out of balance. They become out of balance all of a sudden. Yes. Then there's so much happening. So I guess my question is the imbalance of the chakras, if this is the case with the menstruation, is that something that it's natural, right, Lisa? Yes, Absolutely. So I don't have to go to an energy healer to try to balance my chakras in this moment, every month before the period comes. You know, it's very interesting. Your uh, sacral chakra is actually literally the birth canal in women. And that's the chakra that's attached to um, not only um, your physical sexuality and the act, but it's also attached to your creativity, the act of giving birth creatively. So a lot of it's very interesting, but a lot of people see that connection between their cycle and their ability to be creative and their ability to express themselves creatively. So it is uh, a cycle, as you said. Yes. Ah, mm-hmm. it's a season. It's like the seasons of life, right? Of nature. Ah, uh, so another question. Yeah, talk to me for a moment, if you can, about your own healing journey. How did that happen and what insights have you gained? Sure. It's been really interesting because I was called to be a healer for many, many years, but it's something I sort of resisted. I've been told pretty much my entire life that I have a healing presence. I went to, you know, I've always been drawn to um, intuitives or to other people who are healers. And they've always said, oh, you have healing hands. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay. I bet you say that to everybody. But, you know, in time, I realized that, you know, I, I was always one of those people who, who wanted to fix other people or save other people. And part of my healing, the healing process for me was understanding that the, the most loving thing you can do for somebody else is to let them kind of come to their own, become, come into their own power and to feel in control of their lives. You can support them, you can help them, you can give them guidance, but you have to give them the, let them have the power to do it themselves. And that to me, as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, okay. What I want for myself, I want to be powerful. I want to be in control. Other people want that too. But I can help them find that in themselves. So, yeah, that also very much resonates. The idea of um, trust, isn't it? It's the inner trust. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What are some of the obstacles to healing, Lisa? Not from the healer, but from the person who wants to be healed. 
Uh, sometimes the obstacle is the fear of the unknown. Um, it could also be not, you know, knowing something is wrong, but feeling overwhelmed by it and not knowing where to start. And I think sometimes, um, you know, we always want to get from point A to point B and, you know, without and just skip over everything in between. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The shortcuts, <laughs> as you say. <laughs> yeah, realize everything is just one step at a time. And when you just look at it as one step, it's uh, so much easier to um, digest and handle and accept. When I think about healing, that's interesting. The word healing, I think about slowing down, like mm-hmm. relaxing, breathing. And it's interesting how it is connected, right? Healing in this uh, and just relaxing, not just within the body, but just within life taking this breath, accepting what is happening with an open heart. That's beautiful when you think about it. It is. So is there a destination for healing? Would you say that you're now healed? I don't think it. it's a lifelong journey. And I would never say I am completely healed. I'm a work in progress too. So this is for all of us, right, Lisa? All of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's always something to heal from. That we find out. Life is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. That's the whole point, I guess. (laughs) It's a lot of fun, but, you know, sometimes there's, you know, sometimes things happen. (laughs) Yes. You know, and and when these things happen, that's when you sit and you stop and you pause and you feel it and you accept it and you heal it. And I wonder if we can... Uh, maybe not have fun, right? I know you used to the word fun because I love the idea that we can relax enough to become light enough so we can be playful. Yes. And kind of dance throughout all experiences we have. But I wonder if it is true, though. I have been kind of practicing this idea and it has been working. Even when something that it's not comfortable, something that I don't like, something in me doesn't like, a part of mm-hmm. me doesn't like, then uh, there's the other part that's trying to practice this idea of becoming lighter. It becomes lighter, everything, in a sense Absolutely. of, you know, I'm feeling this, this negative, this very heavy feeling. Ah, I'm alive. How wonderful. <laughs> I'm in the human body. This is amazing to be here. Yep. So it can become a practice, I guess. It's not a destination, healing, or life itself, right? What can we say about the end, in the end of life? What is the end, really? Who knows? Very, very true. And my other question for you is about the uh, what drives us to heal. Would you say that suffering is our greatest motivator? Hmm. Or we can get to engage with healing from a different perspective? I think a lot of times um, it's trying to make sense of things. I, I I know for myself, it's just trying to, you know, you know, what's the meaning of life? Why am I here? What is my purpose? So these questions, yeah, that for me, I mean, for me has been both suffering and really going very deep into emotional distress to get to realize that that emotional distress was not the only thing in here. (laughs) That's amazing when we find out. And then we see the other side, that there's more. And creativity is often part of it. In my case, it has been. A hundred percent. Do you connect healing to spirituality and authenticity? Definitely. Um, For me, um, you know, given what my definition of spirituality is, I definitely think it's part of the 
the process because it, it basically, um, because the, because healing is always constant and it's a part of your entire journey of life. It's something that, um, I think it, it's definitely a way of connecting to your higher self on a regular basis. So the higher self, some people, they believe in God. So that's the word that they use, the concepts they have. Would you say the higher self could also be replaced by the idea of the soul, the heart, the universe, the source is all the same? Sure, whatever people want to call it. You know, I believe that um, whatever your beliefs are, they're perfect. Hmm. Yeah. So it's fascinating how we all have our own way of Understanding what that is, that cannot be described even. We have so many names, right? And in my case, I say life. I use nature in life as my reference. And the heart, yeah, that's another word I use. Another question I have for you is about, is everything energy? And what do you think is there after we lose the body? Oh, yes, everything is energy. And I always tell people money is energy. I'm like, money is like, you know, money is one of those interesting things because everyone feels like it's so hard. I'm like, it's just energy. Yeah. It really has no value except what we put on it. And, um, you know, my belief is that when our physical body is gone, our energy still exists. You know, whether we believe in uh, heaven or we believe that we just become part of this universal energy source, it still remains. What remains, would you say, is the energy of the belief system or that belief or something different? That energy, that core of the person, that that, uh, undefinable quality that makes you you. Right. That's not a name. It's not. Self. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not the name and it's not the, uh, the ideas we have, the identifications we have, right, Lisa? What we do and how we do it and the children we have. So you are an intuitive healer, certified Reiki master, soul coach, meditation teacher. What is like to work with you and how can we find you? Do you offer online sessions, uh, in-person, groups, individual corporations? Sure. Um, you can find me at enlightenedpathhealing.com. I'm also on Instagram at enlightenedpathhealing. And I offer individual sessions in person um, from Montclair, New Jersey, and also remotely. I would say probably about 90% of my clients are remote. And I have clients from all over the world, which is really exciting and wonderful and such an honor. And um, people can do, um, I have Reiki sessions for an hour and a half hour. I also have an eight-week soul coaching session. And that's really a deep dive. And it goes back to what we had talked about earlier about first um, part of it is identifying that unhealed pain in your past and helping you heal it, identify it, feel it and heal it, as I like to say. And then moving on to the present and working through those roadblocks that we have both internal and external, and then taking what was learned and creating your beautiful future. So to um, get information about you, to contact you, that will be your website. And I do have it yes. here. And I'll have a link on your Thank podcast you. profile, Enlightened Path 
healing.com. Mm-hmm. You mentioned money. So a lot of people, we have in general, so many misconceptions about money and how it works and how to make money and all that. What I wonder is, why do some of us make so much money? I mean, we see the inequality and the reality that we uh, now that we live in, that uh, so many people have so much and others have very little or sometimes even nothing to eat. So yes. is that a, some sort of a balance? Because it seems like to be an imbalance, really. Yeah, I mean, there's some things that are not spiritually connected. I mean, as, as even though money is energy, you know, it's also, you know, an earthly... It, it's almost like a... Uh, it, it, it can also be a low-level desire, too. And I think that... You know, it's it's not, and and what I also like to tell people, and there's actually this actually fits into something else that I wanted to say. Um, a person's financial state is of no bearing, is is no measure of moral superiority or inferiority. And the same thing goes to also with your physical and mental health. Um, there's a lot of people in the wellness business right now who are anti-science. And for me, I think that um, we should not, we should realize that there are people who, um, you know, we don't want to be ableist or have this attach a, attach a feeling of superiority to your health, your state of your health. So all these things, you know, some things we just can't explain. Yeah, that is so true. You know, and 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 if someone has more money than somebody else, you know, as human beings, I think and I think actually part of the reason that we want all of us to progress spiritually is because then we will say, listen, it's there's something in horribly wrong with a system where people don't have enough to eat. Where we're not supporting each other, where we're not making sure that everybody has their basic needs taken care of. So in a way, the imbalance is within us. Yes. It's almost like a spiritual, um, a lack, a, a, a sense of spiritual lacking. If we were more evolved, you know, the more people who are evolved as human beings, the more we will close this um, gap. Absolutely. Yes. A billion times to that. Yes. Uh, to that intention, to that vision, right, Lisa, that we can create a more peaceful reality for all of us, a shared yes. reality. Absolutely. And I love what you said about money because everything can be misused, like everything in life, if you think about it. Would you like to add anything else that we didn't discuss, Lisa? I think just the only thing I I want to say is that um, I just want everyone to know that wherever you are in your healing journey is where you, you should be. And just follow your gut and your instincts. And if there's something that you feel called to do, you owe it to yourself to look into it. Ah, yes. Beautiful. Thank you again for being you, for being open to life. That's beautiful. What do you love most about being in a human body? I love just the ability to experience life and to meet people and just just like uh, experience, you know, just experiencing everything through all of my senses. And what is freedom to you? What is to be free? Freedom is the ability to be myself. 
Without apologies. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. How many yes can I say? And what is another word for love? Um, another word for love is, oh, wow. <laughs> I wish, something, something just came to my head. And then um, I think, I think it's, it's another word for love is, I want to say compassion. Yeah, compassion might be the closest. But the fact that it, it took so long to say it as an intuitive, it, it might be yeah. that love is all there is, as the song yeah, says. Maybe, so. there is no, maybe there is no other word for it. Right, right. <laughs> and nothing. I think you're probably right. I don't think there is something else. I think it just is. Yeah. So I even love the way you answered that with um, silence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My last question is, what are three things you wish everyone to experience before they lose the body, before they die? Unconditional love, creative freedom, and I think just uh, just feeling at peace in your body. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lisa. Again. You're welcome. Thank you for this opportunity. I love, love your message. I love what you do, how you do it, the way you express your truth. It's just beautiful, everything. Thank Thank you. Thank you so much. And before we say goodbye, again, where can we find more information about you, your products, services, and future projects? Sure. It's at enlightenedpathhealing.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at enlightenedpathhealing. Wonderful. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Lisa Batito and her work, please visit enlightenedpathhealing.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.